guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza, and in today's episode, I wanna to talk to you about how to create content that lasts. And I'm sure you've heard it a million times by now that you need to be creating more content. And the goal of this episode is not to tell you that you need to be creating more content, but really to kind of do like a thought exercise with you guys to think about how can we create content that has uh, a longer lifespan, has a little bit more longevity to it, and how can we get more out of our content as opposed to just thinking about trying to create more content. And I'm certainly not an expert in this stuff. I've been doing podcasts for a few years now, so I have some experience in it, but I have seen the positive impacts of creating content. And I think it's something that we all need to be thinking about doing more and doing more effectively. That's really what this episode is about, is how can we create content more effectively. And what I wanna start with is talking about the lifespan of the content that you're creating, because I think this is the most important part. We're all told that we need to be creating more content, but it's really important that we get the best bang for the buck out of the content that we're creating. And I think one of the first things we wanna think about is what is the longevity or the lifespan of the content that we're already creating? Because I guarantee you're already creating some kind of content, whether you're a gym owner, an entrepreneur, a coach, you're probably posting to social media, you're probably sending out emails, doing Instagram stories, something you're already doing. So how can we potentially take the time and energy that you're putting into something already and get more longevity and more life out of that content? And the first thing to realize is just realize that different mediums are gonna have naturally a different type of lifespan. And this isn't true across the board. You know, you could have a social media post that would normally have a one day lifespan that goes viral and has a several month or years of a lifespan. And you could write a book that typically has years of a lifespan and it might only have uh, popularity for a week or a month. But as a general rule of thumb, different mediums are gonna have different lifespans. And if you can focus on mediums that have a longer lifespan, then in theory, you should get a better bang for your buck with that content. So starting off, the shortest lifespans out there are gonna be things like a Snapchat uh, post or an Instagram story, something that's really quick that might only last for 24 hours. And then from there, it might step up to a regular Instagram post or a regular Facebook post that should last for a couple days or maybe a week. And you could revisit that post, you could share it, you could promote it and put some money behind it and give it a little bit longer life than just a couple days. Um, from there, you have things like blog posts and videos, which tend to last a little bit longer. If you create a really good blog post on your website and it's got good Google search terms in it and things like that, then potentially people are gonna find that blog post for years on end. Um, same thing with a really good YouTube video. If you create a great how-to video or a great promotional video for your gym, that could be something that you use for years and years. Um, and then you have things like eBooks and regular books, you know, where you think about like an author, an author doesn't produce content often. Most of most authors out there that I follow aren't really super uh, present on social media. They're not posting all the time, but when they do post something, they're posting a several hundred page book every couple years and they're creating this really, uh, you know, great work of art that has a ton of life and longevity to it. So I just want you guys to kind of see this spectrum from something that has this really short lifespan to something that has this really long and lasting lifespan. And, 
you know, when you're, you're doing social media stories and Instagram posts all the time, that stuff has its place, it has its value. But I think it's worthwhile to think about, well, what if I spent all this time that I'm spending on this thing and I chose to spend that time on a really good video or a really good blog post or a really good podcast or creating a really detailed ebook or something like that where it's something you could revisit and send out for years to come, not just for a day or two. So I want you guys to be able to maximize the time that you're spending and start to think about, well, if I were to better spend my time on some of these longer lifespan content, would I get more out of it? Another idea that I want to bring to the table in this podcast is what is the system that's built around the content that you post, okay? And when I'm talking about the system, what I'm talking about is sort of the marketing or sales funnel that's built around that. I'm also talking about some kind of call to action that you might have with that. So for instance, if you post a really good social media post, let's say you post something about a client that lost weight. It's a before and after photo. And you have a picture of someone that that lost 15 pounds, they did your 40 day challenge. At the bottom of that post, if there's not a call to action for that person to take who sees that and it gets excited by that, gets interested in that and wants to know how they can take those next steps, then it's a missed opportunity there. So it's really important that all of your content, especially content that really dis, uh, discusses or explains something like a 40-day challenge where it's very actionable, that it has a call to action for that person to take on, right? Maybe they can sign up for a no, in, no sweat intro. Maybe they can sign up for your next challenge. Maybe they can come and take a free class at your gym. I don't know what it is for you, but you wanna have those call to actions clearly spelled out because when the person gets to the end of that post, that's when they're most likely to wanna take that action. Um, another thing that you wanna consider is how are you collecting information off of that post? So maybe what you wanna do is you don't have something to offer that person, but you wanna get their email or their phone number or their information, so that way when you do have something to offer them in the future, you have that information, you have that way to communicate to them. So a call to action could be, hey, click on this form and submit your info to be able to download this ebook or this PDF or whatever it is that you have that's gonna allow that person to take those next actions with you. And sometimes the call to action really isn't about a sale or a conversion at all, but really the call to action is to go to the next piece of content that's going to elaborate on what they just saw. So, you know, and YouTube is a good example. YouTube does a great job of recommending similar videos once you've watched a video. And you can go down a rabbit hole of maybe watching five, six, seven, Fit Town videos that we've posted over the previous years and start to really see this, this full view of what we stand for, what we represent at our gym, what type of members we have, what type of coaches we have, our coaching style. So potentially your call to action is just to get them to see more content, get more invested into your brand. So when they are time to convert and you're asking for you know, 300, 400, $500 at the point of sale, that person already has a lot of trust built in with you, okay? But it's really important to think about this system that's built around the content and realize that once you create a really good social media post, once you create a really good blog post, once you create a really good video, you've just barely started the work at that point. Most of the work happens afterwards to build the system around that content. And that could again be a call to action, 
Um, and a lot of times what your guys are looking for is an email address. And if you can collect that email address, what are you gonna do with it on the back end? It's one of the reasons why I love Uplaunch is because even if you haven't put the time and effort into really customizing your systems in Uplaunch, they have so many good uh, nurturing campaigns in there that are just built out through different forms and different blog posts and different emails that it makes all the work very easy for you. And those clients on the other end that are signing up for these things are gonna feel nurtured and cared for even if you haven't done the work to customize those things. Now, if you can customize those things and really build out a system that follows through with those social media posts or with those blog posts, then that's where the magic happens. And that's where you're gonna see the biggest return on your investment is if you can really cater to that person. And the way that I want you guys to think about this is instead of thinking about, okay, well, if I have 50 people come through this, I need to have 25 convert to this and 10 people convert to this. Think about it as an individual. When you have an individual, when you have a close friend, you have a close family member, when you have the person that you literally just did an intro with the other day come through your email system and sign up, what would you want them to see? You know, we have ebooks on our website about healthy habits, we have them about fat loss. That person that's coming through and downloading that ebook, what are the other things that that person's gonna be interested in that they're gonna wanna see more about? What is that person gonna need help with? And how can you begin to help and coach that person through social media and email follow-ups and text message follow-ups that's gonna allow that person to get more value, start to see results, and then become a raving fan of your brand before they even have taken a real action and made a purchase. Another thing that's gonna really help your content last is to begin to repurpose your content for different platforms and these different mediums that we're talking about. And it really helps to have some of the longer form content to start with, something like a podcast or a video or an ebook or a longer blog post. Those are the easier things to repurpose. It's a little bit harder to repurpose an Instagram story or a social media post, but it's, it's, if you can start with this longer form content and break it down, then you can usually break down that content into several different pieces of content. So a podcast like this, I will usually send out an email every week to talk about that podcast and usually highlight one piece of the podcast. I'll usually have two to three social media posts about each podcast that we post. And usually I'll take the clips from the YouTube video and make it into smaller YouTube videos that might even have um, titles or descriptions added or B-roll footage added to those to kind of make them their own piece of content. So it's important with repurposing, some of the things to think about there, um, if you guys have ever seen Gary Vaynerchuk stuff and read his book, Jab, Jab, Right Hook, um, he talks a lot about posting native to the platform that you're on. So realize that Facebook and Instagram and, and Snapchat and LinkedIn, these things might look similar, but the audience that's on those things and the mindset that that person is in when they're on those different platforms is different. You're in a different mindset when you're scrolling through Instagram stories than you are when you're looking at a Facebook group or a Facebook post. So it's just important to note, it, note that you wanna repurpose content enough that you're being respectful of the platform that you're on so that way you get the most value for that and you're not just redistributing it on these other platforms. 
Um, another thing to think about is, you know, a lot of people talk about you got to be posting on all these different platforms, but it may actually be worthwhile for you to just focus on one platform and be great at it. You know, a lot of us as gym owners, we could probably just focus on Instagram or just focus on Facebook and knock it out of the park on that one platform and ignore the other platforms. And, and by spreading ourselves too thin, um, we might actually be doing ourselves a disservice more than we were benefiting our business. So yes, we wanna repurpose stuff, but just make sure that you are getting the bang for your buck on each platform. And if you don't have a lot of time to spend on content, this might be a place that you either want to focus your efforts on a single platform and be great at that platform, or repurposing is also a great place to bring on someone who can help you with that content. A lot of my repurposing, I don't do myself. I have one of our front desk managers handle a lot of that stuff, and she's great. She's able to take a lot of the stuff that I do and add to it. She can use her own words here and there. Not everything is a direct word for word translation, but it's much easier for someone to repurpose content than it is for them to create content from scratch. So if you're someone who's looking to create content or you're looking to get more longevity for your content, think about the content that you could create, the blog post, the ebook, the video, the podcast, that you could then hand off to someone else to repurpose for more smaller pieces of content. So before I wrap up this podcast, I wanna share what this could look like in a really small example with something that I see a lot of gyms post from time to time, and that's a recipe, okay? so. A lot of times, and we're guilty of this as well, a recipe is just a recipe post. You post it once onto Instagram or Facebook, it's got the ingredients, the directions, and it's got a picture on there, and that's kind of the end of it. It, you know, it lasts for 24 to 48 hours, and then you never revisit that recipe again. And someone who comes to your gym three years from now never really gets to see that recipe unless they were to somehow search it out or kind of get lucky and fall back upon that recipe. So to build out a system around that to where that recipe now has a longer lifespan would be a completely different approach. And what that might look like is, okay, every time we post a recipe, that recipe now gets added to our recipe page of our website where we have hyperlinks to all of our recipes and they're sorted by uh, time of day, breakfast, lunch, dinner recipes or they're sorted by um, type of recipe, like a chicken, a fish, a steak, or whatever it might be. Um, then from there, once you get 20 recipes accumulated, maybe you create an ebook out of that where you have you know, our top 20 recipes of 2020, and that becomes an ebook that someone can now enter their email and their phone number to download that. And that could be sitting in a different part of your website. or maybe that ebook is now linked at the bottom of every recipe that you post in the future where when you post a new recipe in the future at the bottom of it it says okay to get our full top 20 recipes from 2020 click on the link below or click on the link in our bio and then you can go to that page and download it all right so now we're creating a system around that recipe where it doesn't just go off go to die after you post it once but it's something that can get revisited and reused for years to come, and every time you post a recipe, it's gonna have an inherent lifetime value. Um, and then that recipe could be broken down, right? It could be broken down to uh, a quick video clip of you making that recipe or making a part of that recipe. Um, it could be a tip from that recipe about how to do it faster or how to save money while doing it or 
a little cooking tip that you noticed in there. That can all be broken down into smaller posts. And then if you kind of build that into the system where you have these call to actions, where they can go to different pages of your website, download eBooks, you've now created this entire ecosystem around that single post as opposed to just posting something and seeing it die off after a couple of days. All right, so hopefully you guys found this helpful. Hopefully this helps to get those gears going a little bit about how you can create better content that lasts longer, that actually turns into uh, some conversions for you, some leads for you, and eventually some, some sales and revenue for you. Good luck with this. If you guys have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to me, Andrew at fittown.com. And I'll ask a huge favor for you. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes and give me a five-star review. It really helps us to reach more people. Um, but thank you guys for being here. That's kind of the best part is you guys being here and listening. Um, we'll see you on the next one. Oh,